Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is June 3rd, 2020, and we are talking Bitcoin in June. I want to start off the top of the show talking about what's been going on here stateside. Um, I won't dive into it too much because honestly, I, I don't claim to know any more than any of y'all on the subject. And um, I, I like to think that um, a lot of the people that listen to the show are very empathetic, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that I've talked to personally or I've met in person and uh, you guys are some really wonderful people, right? So I know there's a lot of empathy out there for, for everybody involved in this situation. Uh, I just want you all to know that, um, you know, no matter how hard it gets, because it definitely gets hard for a lot of us. And, and when I saw some of the videos that were shown um, with George Floyd last last week. I mean, it, it brought tears to my eyes. Um, even even some of the videos that I saw during the protests and some of the riots that occurred, it, it was just a very sad, um, just, it's just that sad all around, right? Other people um, that are out there that are, you know, African-American, I, I, can, I can claim to know what it feels like um, going through a lot of this. Um, my heart goes out to them. Um, I have friends and family that are African-American, so I definitely know what that, that pain looks like. But um, just want you all to know that, um, you know, what we do here and talk about Bitcoin and crypto and stuff like that, like we're really um, we're really lucky. We need to take the time to really look at ourselves and, and see what we can do better and, um, you know, have those conversations with our family, with our friends about some of the you know racism that we see uh, in the world and the injustices that we see here uh, stateside. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. I don't want to get too too into it because I do realize that what we do here is a crypto and Bitcoin show, but I, I definitely think it's important enough to talk about and to give a moment of silence for George. So we're going to do that now. Too late for me, 
pray the Lord my soul to keep Hope's not too late for me Difference changing in the distance Time consumes the image Difference changing in the distance Time consumes our image To sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Hope's not too late for me. For lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Hope's not too late for me. All right, let's get into uh, Bitcoin in June. That's right. So I'm going to start off right off the top by telling you all that June and July are going to be our last two bearish months. <laughs> it's going to get it's going to get pretty bad. <laughs> but don't worry, we got some charts we're going to look at. We have uh, it's all going to be in the show notes. And I think I think when we I think when it's all said and done, by the time we get out of this summer, we should be at a really good spot for Bitcoin. Um, if we look at trading shop, because this guy, <laughs> woman, People, I don't know who this who this people are. Trading shot. He's just he's just on a roll, man. Uh, he's pro he's projecting, and it, and everything looks. I mean, gosh, man, you should see this chart. But the 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 resistance level that we need to hold this month is pretty straightforward. Like it doesn't get any more simpler than this. Um, Eighty four hundred, right? Right now we're trading in this ninety six hundred dollar area we can chop it up to uh, 10,300 we go back down as long as we hold 8400 we're going to be fine but we need to watch for those price swings cuz they'll happen in either direction uh, i think it was monday was it monday or tuesday where we drop like 1k and everybody started freaking out <laughs> at this point unless we're unless we're falling like 4 or 5k i'm just not i'm not flinching right i think a lot of us have built a very strong uh very strong hodl hands at this point. So a lot of us aren't scared about these initial drops. Um, if we do get that 8,400 drop and it, it falls down 8,400 and it breaks that resistance level, uh, we can see a further drop to 7,800. But that's the last of it. If we don't hold 7,800, then at that point, uh, that puts us that puts 6,500 back in, into play. I don't think that's going to happen. And it actually, it actually charts and even exchanges have, have kind of shown that if it gets below, you know, that level, uh, you know, uh, some kind of like you saw Coinbase here recently, they all of a sudden couldn't uh, take uh, any more crypto or any more uh, deposits for Bitcoin because all of a sudden they got they got uh, like on Tuesday, they got uh, everything stopped working. So I think I think. I think what we're seeing here, and they're not called circuit breakers like like the New York Stock Exchange, but I think what we're seeing here is every time we see like a major crash like that, these exchanges stop, <laughs> right? Uh, so if we do happen to see just like a, a complete fall from you know seventy eight hundred to sixty five hundred, I think you know it's very likely Coinbase, uh, maybe not Kraken, <laughs> maybe not Gemini, but for sure Bitmex and, and some of those other trading books will. Will definitely uh, halt halt levels and, and stop everything, um, but yeah, I, I think honestly, if I had to, if I had to put you know my 
my neck on the line, I would definitely say we're going to be in this uh, $8,400 area, just kind of chomping it back and forth between these price swings. I think we'll, I think we'll probably touch 79, honestly, uh, just like on a on a typical day. But it, I don't see us dropping further than 7,800 this month, even if we do get that low. Um, one other thing I should also mention, and this is what's ahead for this month, is Facebook. And you probably forgot about this because honestly, I forgot about this until I've, I read the news a week ago and I was like, wait, really? So apparently they, they changed their name of their wallet. It was going to be called the Calibra wallet. I don't know if you remember. They changed it to Novi wallet. It actually looks really, really slick. Uh, it kind of looks like Square, but a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more uh, kind of what the new Facebook app looks like. Um, they're going to start uh, releasing this uh, to the open public here, uh, hopefully this month. Uh, they have LBR, Libra, yeah, digital currency, and it literally says digital currency on the wallet. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see what it looks like. But if this shows up, uh, make no mistake, this is going to show up on Coinbase almost immediately. Uh, you'll see it get implemented. It's probably already getting implemented now, I would imagine. Uh, they're both based in San Francisco. Uh, they they have talked in the past. I don't know why, <laughs> me personally, I don't know why Facebook just didn't buy Coinbase. Like that, to me, that made more sense instead of trying to do this whole wallet thing. Uh, they probably couldn't afford them, but still, <laughs> like, it would have been so much easier for them just to buy Coinbase. Anyway, I'm glad it didn't happen. But uh, LBR, look for that digital currency to show up on Coinbase after the wallet gets announced and, and starts getting distributed. It just makes sense. I know people don't think that's going to happen, but that's definitely going to happen. I'm hardly ever wrong about this kind of stuff. Uh, I can tell the future. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. I'm pretty accurate. Another thing I want to... Uh, I want y'all to remember is that these market conditions that we're in right now, I, I think a lot of people have realized this, uh, and you listen to some people like Pomp and, and Novigrads, there's a resurgence of institutional interest that's coming back into Bitcoin right now. And it's unparalleled to <laughs> what's going on monetary or fiscal policy-wise. And these central banks and governments really don't give a shit when it comes to uh, enriching the, the, the wealthy even more. Um, and so we're seeing... Uh, this totalitarian kind of state happened before us, unfortunately. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, a complete uh, economic suffering that's going on in the world right now. And these central banks and governments aren't doing anything for regular people out there. Um, all they're doing is just enriching themselves with this fiat currency. And the only way to combat this is with Bitcoin. And it was really interesting this weekend. We had a Bitcoiner out there protesting. And guess what he said? Take a listen. To the, to the family of George Floyd by going to have funeral services this week. What do you want to tell them? I'm deeply sorry for your loss. Unfortunately, we live in a system that will not allow us to thrive or strive and has continually been literally on our necks. So my macro solution for this problem for everyone is to opt out and exit the economy as a whole. And the way we do that is by buying Bitcoin. Thank you. Yeah, people are waking up. There's people that are noticing that when you become drunk with power and you start enriching your friends, um, yeah, it's going to continue to happen. And so this is a very important statement. I think, I think you know, and I tweeted this over the, the week uh, and I, I said, you know, there, this is kind of a trial run uh, of, of what uh, will look like when the currency crisis happens. Because this is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be a currency crisis that occurs here 
uh, within this decade. I don't know how. I don't know what's going to cause it. I don't know if it's going to be uh, something that we just uh, are not seeing. But everybody with uh, years of experience on the macroeconomic side see this currency crisis happening in America. And, uh, and when this dollar digitalization happens, uh, let's hope it happens at a faster rate than it's going now because uh, I, I, people are going to slowly wake up to the fact that fiat currency is not real money. And when that happens, you're going to see uh, an even greater protest of people very upset that they've been swindled uh, to work for this uh, for this uh, printed money and people are waking up to it. So, um, yeah. And you know, what's really fascinating and I probably, she'll probably be embarrassed for me saying this, but my wife, she actually uh, bought some Bitcoin on her own, <laughs> believe it or not. And I had told y'all last time that she was thinking about it. Uh, I guess for whatever reason, she really realized this week was the week to, to buy Bitcoin. She did it all on her own. Uh, and I was really surprised and proud and i was like wow and now <laughs> and now comes the whole hey can you send me some bitcoin kind of thing so it, it it's it's fun it, it's it's interesting to see her totally go 360 and literally she went 180 from the start of this crash on march in march to now she's done a whole 180 on buying bitcoin now and now she's just buying bitcoin and it, i was completely shocked and i don't know what spurred it I don't know what clicked for her. I need to talk to her about that to get a really good sense. But I think, you know, obviously <laughs> I talk about it with her, but at a certain point she doesn't want to hear it anymore. But I think for her, she really realized, um, you know, what was going on this week that um, this 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 power that the uh, that the people in power have right now, um, the only way to combat that is through voting. Uh, I like to I like to believe that it can, and I'm, I'm I'm all hoping for it, right? But I do know that if you hit them where it counts, uh, when it comes to money, then they take notice. Uh, and I think she maybe it clicked for her. I don't know, but um, that was really surprising. So people are waking up to that. So keep that in mind this month as uh, more institutions are getting into as well. Because they're probably realizing like, oh, wow, we don't have anything that's actually hard assets besides gold. Um, and all these young kids are buying Bitcoin. Uh, so they definitely don't want to miss out on that. And another thing, another thing I should mention is that we have to solidify 10.5K. And I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, not anytime soon. Uh, I know there are some people out there that believe we're going to go into this bull run here in June and July. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I'd love to see it, but uh, I think if we do that, if we break above 10.5k, we're just going to come back down. Uh, we have to solidify it, and I don't see us breaking that 10.5k barrier and solidifying it until August, September, somewhere around there. I think once we get into October of this year, we're going to be in a very bullish scenario for Bitcoin. I, I would much rather see this month than next month uh, Bitcoin to stay in the range of 8,400 to you know 10,000 just slush in that range accumulate some more uh, some more bitcoin and and stay in that range like that's what i want to happen this these two months and i think 
for the vast majority of, us, majority of us, we'll see those price swings go up above 10K and come back down. I think if Facebook releases that Novi wallet, we'll definitely see it break above 10.5K, but it's gonna come crashing down you know, a week later because we just can't solidify that yet. It's just not gonna happen. Um, and I think that's all I got. That's all I got for Bitcoin in June. Um, I'll put all the network data insights and, and summary metrics from, from CoinMetrics on there as well too. If we look at look at active addresses, it's down like one percent. Um, we look at transactions, it's up by five percent. Uh, similarly, the market cap is also you know barely breaking above one percent. So we're really in this kind of like sideways action uh, for the next month to two months. Uh, this is why I take a break every June. <laughs> this year I didn't take a break in June, but every 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 year in June I usually take a break because it's usually um, it's usually a slow month uh, for crypto, but last month or last year it wasn't because we had the whole Facebook thing. Or was that in July? I think that, actually that was in July. Uh, anyway, so that's all I got for Bitcoin in June. Everything's in the show notes. Make sure you take a look at that newsletter. And um, if you haven't bought Bitcoin yet, or if you have family <laughs> that haven't bought Bitcoin yet, uh, you really need to give them a call and let them know because. Like we're literally entering into these last two months. And if they don't get into Bitcoin now, gosh, like what are they doing? Like you do not want to be buying Bitcoin when it's like 15 to 20 K. Like that's not fun. Like me personally, I'm going to stop buying Bitcoin. I mean, I'll dollar cost average in, but I'm going to stop buying uh, Bitcoin uh, here in the next couple months. Like uh, you're not going to see me start throwing you know, <laughs> my lunch money in it. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's that's going to happen for myself. And then it's just going to be the DCA at that point. But yeah, let's get into uh, coin talk because that's what we're here for. Talk about cryptocurrency. Talk about the rest of the market cap. We are, we're not even at 300 billion yet, are we? No, I don't, I don't think we even touched 300 billion yet. So we're definitely not in alt season yet. Um, and June has never really been a a great month, I should say, for, for cryptocurrency. Uh, usually doesn't start climbing high until August. So, yeah, I would say this is like the accumulation stage before liftoff, right? But uh, with that, let's get into it. Let's get into Coin Talk. Sorry now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk. But before we dive into Coin Talk, we gotta talk about a couple of things. Couple, a couple of things. Um, first up, we, we need to talk about what we released here recently. So, you know, altcoins, right? Everybody was asking me, "Hey, Car, when are you gonna release your altcoin special, bro? W what, what are you looking at? What are you hoping to make 10x, 20x on?" Well, I shared it this past weekend. This is the ones that I gave are the ones that I'm looking at. Um, and, and that's what I think. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sorry if you disagree with it, uh, but my opinion. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are feel, to, feel free to disagree. Put it in the comments. I love it. 
Um, but uh, that's what I think. I, I really, really felt strong about those five, six picks. Um, and it's interesting because you watch some of the crypto YouTubers. A lot of them are are, are, are taking notice to those as well, too. We're usually we're usually a couple weeks early than most. Uh, and then we also released the, the great monetary inflation. That was a lot of uh, fun, even though it was like broccoli. <laughs> it, it, those are the ones that where, you know, we like to release those because I feel it's necessary to do research for myself. And I feel like it's necessary to share that research that we find. And the great monetary inflation episode was one of those where it's like, you know, like last year when we covered when we covered the whole Bitcoin in the next recession, I told you exactly what I thought was going to happen during that recession. And I like to think that Bitcoin passed the test uh, and and actually came through during that. And uh, we saw what we saw what it looked like. I think the only thing that, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't see occur during that Bitcoin next recession was probably the um, the the exchanges, you know, um, losing money or people exiting out of exchanges. That was surprising. Um, so I think that was the only thing that I really didn't get accurate. Uh, but it's kind of funny because you do see the exchanges crashing <laughs> instead. Um, so yeah, so that's why we do those episodes. We do those episodes because I feel like those are necessary episodes uh, that you have to know about uh, because it affects Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in some way or another. And the great monetary inflation is one of those episodes where it definitely affects Bitcoin or crypto in one way or another. And a lot of this information's out there. A lot of these a lot of these people that are are, are, are macroeconomics guys that are putting out these, these studies and this information, um, all I'm doing is gathering it together, presenting it to y'all on a podcast and trying to keep it interesting as best I can and trying to correlate that data to Bitcoin or crypto. That's all I'm doing. Uh, that's That's all I ever try to do. Um, so I think that's an important episode for sure. And then, uh, this week, I think, I think all we're going to do is focus primarily on the rundown. So we're going to be releasing some thriller rundown this week and we'll probably release a thriller insights because there's a couple other, uh, cryptocurrencies that I really want to take a look at and that are not Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do some thriller insights on some other altcoins because we're coming up on alt season here. It's not it's not ready yet. <laughs> it's not, until we get over 300 billy, you know, alt season is just going to have to wait. Uh, so we have to we have to get above 300 billy. If you don't know what 300 billy is, go over to your coin gecko dot com uh, and uh, you'll see there that uh, there's billions and uh, cryptocurrency. And the entire market cap is a very small boat, but this boat likes to create millionaires for some reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> in my in my in my experience, uh, y- you you get into alts right now. Uh, you get into alts right now. These are the times you want to jump into alts because they're at their lowest that they're going to be before the start of the bull run. Not all of these will hit, but when they do, it's beautiful because you can move it back to Bitcoin. Okay, that's enough talking about that. We, we haven't even played the disclaimer yet. Car, what are you, what are you doing? I know, we, we gotta play the disclaimer, bro. So much so much going on these days, right? We, we, gotta, we gotta do it. So with that, let's roll the disclaimer.
All right, it's time for coin talk. Um, we're going to talk a lot about coins today. We're, we're going we're gonna to go down the market cap and we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. Uh, I know some of you kind of want my two cents on Litecoin. I've been hearing that a lot lately and Bitcoin SV, even though I don't like bringing that up. Um, I'll, get, I'll, I'll tell you this. This is how I feel about Litecoin. Um, I think I think it, I was much more a fan of Litecoin, here, and, th and this is me being completely honest. I was much more a fan of Litecoin uh, in 2015, in 2016, in 2017. Um, but when Charlie sold at the top, it really stung, and I know, <laughs> and I'm totally over it. I'm totally over it. But you know, it it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, you know, th that's just that's just uh, who I am. <laughs> uh, so it's it's kind of one of those things where that's how I kind of feel about Litecoin. Do I own Litecoin? Yes, of course I do. Uh, I'm not stupid, right? <laughs> like I do think at some point in the future it can get to 1K. Like I do think that's a possibility. I know some people are like, what are you talking about? But no, I think in the grand scheme of things, when Bitcoin and Ethereum, which already have become, uh, you know, these um, these commodities uh, uh, for this, for the CFTC, um, the next ones they're looking at are Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin and Zcash. Like I understand that I can I can put away my bias, right? Uh, and so when I look at Litecoin, I do see the potential of that. We're seeing what's happening to Ethereum right now, and this futures contracts getting created, right? And what's happening to Ethereum? It's it's climbing. Like you look at Ethereum right now and its dominance is close to 10% and Bitcoin dominance is down to 6.4 or 64%, right? So that tells you two things. That tells you that Ethereum is growing stronger. Uh, it's finally catching up to the price where it should be correlated with Bitcoin. So that tells me that these other hard assets like Litecoin, like Zcash, aren't correctly correlated in price to Bitcoin because if Bitcoin eclipses 10K, um, we remember the last time when Bitcoin eclipsed 10K. Like, where was Litecoin at? Litecoin was roughly, I want to say, like in the hundred dollar area. Right now, it's forty seven dollars. Um, I think, I think definitely Litecoin is undervalued right now. I definitely think that if you are looking long term here in the next two to three years, you're going to be very happy holding your Litecoin. Do I think you should have gotten earlier? Yes, <laughs> you should have gotten in at $28 when I told you to in 2018 or, or you know, or much lower than that. Uh, I think that would have been the right time to hold uh, to buy Litecoin. But right now, I do feel like that this is another good opportunity for Litecoin right now. Um, and it has a lot of potential going forward. Uh, me personally, I already have my stack of Litecoin and I'm not thinking about it. Um, I don't think I'm going to add to it, <laughs> but if, if you don't have a stack of Litecoin, it's definitely something that you should probably think about because the speeds actually on that thing are pretty fast. Next thing we're talking about Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash, it's kind of one of those things where I don't like that I have it, but I, I still have it, you know, because of the fork uh, and I just leave it there. Uh, I don't spend it because um, it's kind of my, it's kind of the, you know, just in case Blockstream really fucks up Bitcoin, <laughs> right? Or these, these, uh, the Wall Street really invades Bitcoin more than, more so than it already has. And it, it Bitcoin just becomes toxic, um, which I don't think is going to happen. Like, I think that's like, you know, it's a high probability, but I don't think it's going to, you know, completely kill Bitcoin. But I do have Bitcoin Cash and it's, it's, it's sitting there. And at some point, Will I use it? Um, 
I guess, uh, you know, at some point, but it's, uh, I'm not going to add to it. Right. I'd much rather buy Bitcoin instead. And that's kind of, that's always been my thing. Like, why am I going to, uh, add more to Bitcoin cash. I just wouldn't. I, I would add, I would honestly add more to Litecoin before I would add to Bitcoin cash. Uh, so that's just how I feel about that. Uh, Bitcoin SE, no, that's a, sh- that's, that's, if there ever was a shit coin, <laughs> and I'm not a fan of that term, but if there ever was one, it's that one right there. Um, I've done the research on it before people say you need to do the research on it. Uh, and no, it's just no. No, 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 no. In so many ways, uh, I don't, I don't participate. It's like for me, it's like for me not not participating with Tron anymore, right? It's like, no, like it's obviously a scam at this point, right? Like I think people that invest in Bitcoin SV or people that are trying to get others to invest in it are really, really, really doing other people a disservice. Uh, to me, I just don't, I just don't think it's, uh, it's, it's ever gonna do anything. Uh, I think it's just going to be another like Bitcoin gold, right? Um, so, I think that's going to go away eventually. I really do. I don't. I don't see it. I think it's. I think it's just going to implode at some point. Um, but we'll see. And that's kind of how I feel about <laughs> those three currencies. I always get asked a lot about because I don't show them any attention. Um, and you don't need. You don't need to. I don't need to explain how I feel about XRP. Uh, and we've talked about uh, Cardano a lot. Uh, EOS is a really interesting one, and I was thinking about this uh, a couple weeks ago uh, with a friend, and he was asking me what I thought about EOS, and and I said it's it's obviously one of the things that uh, Block One decided to do when they created EOS was it almost felt like a money grab um, at the time. I think it was like seventy five cents per coin, if I remember correctly, and then it got up to like twenty five dollars or something like that. Uh, so we definitely made bank on that in, in 2017, but um, or when it switched over from an ERC20 token. But it but it was interesting because like they never actually did anything with that war chest that they created, and we had a couple uh, developers uh, on the podcast from EOS, and uh, it seemed like they were they were all set, you know, in 2018 to to do something with it. Um, and it, it I don't know I don't know what I don't know what happened I don't know why they didn't catch on. I do think I do think one thing though about EOS, and I, I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it now because I don't think it, no one is talking about this. It's not really even a conspiracy theory. It's more like common sense thing. I feel like uh, Peter Thiel was one of the biggest proponents for EOS um, during uh, during 2017 when when its creation and Dan Larimore and all that kind of stuff. Right? We're not going to get into that part. I really do think at some point, and we're really kind of, we were kind of saw it earlier this year, I think it was, or maybe it was last year, where they forked EOS, right? Um, I think I think what we're going to see here, it wouldn't surprise me if we have like a major um, uh, tech company um, fork EOS and actually use it uh, as that fork. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. If EOS is eventually used by some big tech company and is forked from, because at this point, it's going to require somebody with uh, absolute amount of reach and power to do anything with that thing. Uh, I just don't, I just don't think that it's going to become a sustainable chain in the future. And it's sad because it has such a big war chest. Uh, and I could be wrong, but I do think it, I do think that. For EOS to succeed, I, 
I do think that it's going to or at least and when I say succeed, I mean, like not just go up in value because everything will go up in value. I mean, to succeed as a proof of stake platform, uh, as smart contracting platform, I, I think for that to succeed where it becomes be, it becomes used over over the world, I think it's going to require some big company uh, in order to embrace that. Uh, and I don't I do think that will happen at some point for it. I just don't know when that's going to happen. But I do know that uh, the people behind that project have a lot of influence. So, yeah, that's how I feel about EOS. And it was funny because I was telling that to somebody a few weeks ago and they thought I was crazy. They're like, Carl, why do you say crazy things like that? And I was like, you know what? The reason I say those things is because that's the only way I can think it can succeed. <laughs> and if I'm thinking it, there has to be somebody with a much smarter brain uh, behind the scenes thinking that too just like uh, when i did the whole xrp and stellar should merge <laughs> i'm pretty sure people were like what are you talking about bro but in that piece that i wrote i, I do think those two they, they should partner um and we won't talk about that anyway uh what else we got here let's see here we got a uh, cosmos yeah yeah maker yeah bat yeah. Digibyte. Yeah. You know, you know, what's kind of surprising is Algorand. It's it's obviously a VC <laughs> coin, right? I mean, it was created by a separate uh, group of scholars uh, that were backed by VCs uh, that were then handed off to to Coinbase to um do implement and uh, give a great crypto rating for for it as being decentralized, but it's not. Um, I think I think VC backed coins like Algorand, uh, and there's a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head. I think those really do a disservice to a lot of the other cryptocurrencies out there, uh, and I'm talking specifically like Ethereum or, or Cardano or even EOS for that matter. Like, why not? Why not? use your resources and try to uh, grow that ecosystem first. Uh, and so what happens is with coins like Algorand is you have newcomers come into the space and they see Algorand and they do a little, you know, menial research and they're like, oh, I'm just going to buy it. And they don't realize that the circulating supply for something like that is just ridiculous. <laughs> and they're just going to get dumped on over and over and over because a lot of the dev team and the people behind the scenes have already been divvied up their share square of, of, of Algorand coin. And it just becomes, yeah, it becomes a mess. So that's how I kind of feel about those. I feel like those are just like, just bad for the space. I, I know and I'm probably in the minority when it, when it comes to thinking that way, but it's like, use your resources somewhere else, right? I mean, status is, is kind of, it's kind of one of those, status is one of those where like, Man, I wish they could go back in time or create some kind of mechanism to really kill some of their supply. <laughs> they, they have it's such a great project, but they have like three three point eight billion uh, uh, SNTs status tokens, and it's like, why do you need so much? <laughs> like, and get that down to under uh, under two hundred million or even a hundred million, and watch it skyrocket. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why when I think of like really great projects like that. Um, what else we got here? There's not really a lot going on here. I see Matic Network. A lot of people are really hyped on about that. I do see uh, Unibright. A lot of people are talking about that one. 
on uh, on on um, slash biz, um, Decentraland. I think that's a long play. Um, yeah, and and so when I look at something like Matic, or when I look at something like uh, even um, well, here let's separate these two. So when I look at something like Matic, the first thing I'm looking at is that circulating supply. I'm like, how many are how many are how many tokens are being invested? What does the network mining and seeding look like? Um, what's the ecosystem looking like? What's total circulating supply? Okay, it's about ten billion. No thanks. There's easier ways to make money, right? <laughs> so, especially in crypto. So those are the ones I usually stay away from, just because to me those get canceled out. And those are ones that you know, if you would have asked you would have asked me here in 2017, like, oh, are you getting into Matic? And I've been like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been all gun ho for it, not realizing like what creates. Like, what are the actual um, mechanisms that create a very valuable token? Like, what what it, what are those key things that create a valuable token? Not just, like, the project and stuff like that. You kind of have to really look at the gaming side. And I don't mean, like, video game. I mean, like, the, the gamifying effects of what creates a, a cryptocurrency to go up in price. And it's not something like Matic, right? It, I mean, it could definitely go up in price, like, with with anything in the space when it comes to a bull run, like you will definitely see it go up in price, but there's so many things going against it. And, and that's, and that's the team that already has their tokens that they can dump on you. That's the circulating supply that there's just so many different aspects to it where I'm just like, ugh, there's, there's too many strikes against it already. Um, so when I look at something like Unibright, Unibright's another example, but in a different way. Right. So you look at something like Unibright. Now, this is one I definitely wouldn't invest in just because I haven't done any research on it. But if I'm just looking at it from afar, like we're browsing it on CoinGecko. I know it has a lot of talk when it comes to Slash Biz. A lot of people are talking about it on there. Whatever. Right. So, yes, there's community being built around it, but a lot of them are expecting big, big things from it. Right. When I look at it, I haven't done any like preliminary project research. I don't know if their team is actually um, uh uh, you know, uh, competent enough to actually do what they say they're going to do because I haven't looked at it. But if I look at just the, the key metrics, though, circulating supply. OK, you have 150 million. I like that. So the team has nine million for themselves. Hmm. OK, and there's currently a circulating supply of 139. OK, so I guess they couldn't dump too much on us. Right. Uh, it's at 43 cents. Uh, when did it get released? This is just me, like me looking at it really briefly here. Uh, I got released in 2018, coming out the gate at 13 cents. Then crashed and became nothing for a really long time. It was like literally trading at three, two cents, one cents for like almost a few months uh, last year, or the year before. Um, so when I look at something like when I look at something like UBNT, uh, I can tell like it kind of goes through these cycles of ups and downs. Like right now, it's going on the down because you can kind of see it like literally uh, crashing here in April, then fell back down in May, and it's kind of doing that same thing again. Maybe it's going to come back up here in June. Who knows? Maybe at the start of all season. But uh, I look at that. And I look at the exchanges. How many different exchanges is it on? Uh, okay, so it's on a few exchanges. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, yes, it's in ERC-20, so it can definitely get picked up anywhere um so with something like this would i look into it any further maybe 
possibly, but right now it just doesn't strike me as something that is sticking out. Uh, maybe it's too far in the bottom of the, of, the, of, the, of the ranking for me to look at. It's not a for sure thing. <laughs> and that's where a lot of these things are either a for sure thing or not a for sure thing. There was a time where when I used to look at the, the, market, uh, the market cap, I used to see and I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. It meets, it meets this and the team looks competent. And, and yes, um, and, and yeah, I'm going to throw some money. And it was just like waiting for that to pump. And then either it never pumped or it did it pump or whatever happened. And, and, and it just became too much of a, uh, of, of, a, of a not happening, right? Or it just took time, right? And, and I feel like this time around, this next bull run, for me, I want for sure things. <laughs> like, I know Ethereum's gonna go up in price, right? Like, I know Bitcoin's gonna go up in price. I know Litecoin's gonna go up in price, right? I know there's some other projects that we've talked about are gonna go up in price. And those are the ones that I know for a fact, I've talked to their team, I've done their research, I, I'm looking at all their other metrics. It, everything's telling me <laughs> that those are gonna go up. So. Those are what I'm expecting. Is it still a gamble? 100%. Everything is a gamble in crypto and Bitcoin. The only thing that's not a gamble is probably Bitcoin, right? I would say 90% of the time Bitcoin is going down, but there's still that 10% where it's going up. And those are the, those are the times you want to be in Bitcoin. So is Bitcoin a gamble? Yes. For 90% of the time it is, but 10%, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> and so we're getting into that 10% for Bitcoin. And so it becomes absolutely amazing. And these are the times where you want to start looking into alts. I know a lot of people like to shit on alts, but honestly, you only lose you only you only lose money. And this is the truth: you only lose money in alts when you start getting greedy. Um, there, we look at look. We can go back and listen. So, what was it? I think it was uh, was it Tron? Yeah, it was Tron. So, like Tron, for example, and you even Verge. Remember Verge? So. Even Tron and Verge, right? This, these are I love bringing up these stories because these are some of the best ones. So even Tron and Verge, right? They were correlated in 2017. Like they were just like neck and neck. And so they were under a penny, under a penny. And we got in. Remember that, y'all? <laughs> we got in early and we saw it soar up to 18, 17 cents. And we were just at the right place at the right time, right? And there is no way we could have saw that coming. Uh, thanks to John McAfee, right? <laughs> so... You know, there there was there there's those moments, right, where you can get really lucky, and, and that's great. But during that time, I didn't wait for it to go to 24 cents or 30 cents. No, right when I saw Verge eclipse 17 cents, I was like, boom, I'm selling. I think I even sold at 12, uh, 12 cents, and it was just like boom, selling, selling, boom, because I, I really knew you could only <laughs> you can lose money if you get too greedy. Like if you get too greedy with some of these alts when they rise, you can lose money. Uh, so that's that's where I would say same thing that we had happen here earlier. Was it last year with Mimblewimble, right? So that got released, right? We saw the token go up to like four or five dollars. I sold because I knew like it was going to come back down. It was just the hype behind the project. And we're seeing it again. If you look at something like that, it's going back up in value. So it's one of those where you just don't get too greedy. Go back into Bitcoin and be happy with what the with what what you made, um, and so that's what I would say. Is, is it really just comes down to greed? Like if you if you really want to sit out there and hodl some of these alts, man, you're in for some. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough hodling Bitcoin as it is, but you want to go out there and hodl some alts, man. That, why would you pain yourself like that? 
Uh, so it it literally is just making some really right and strong choices here. And um, you can't do that if you're, if you're just kind of following the crowd on a lot of this stuff. So make sure you're getting your information that's accurate. Make sure you're looking at everything, the project. Make sure you're looking at the team. Make sure you watch a couple of interviews of the team where they talk about this stuff and look for key things that that's just not making sense. And then fact check a lot of stuff. And it's not even about partnerships these days. It's more about are they completing what they're saying they're doing, right? And it's not just looking at the GitHub. It's looking at how they communicate with each other, right? It's a team, a functioning team, right? Um, so that's another thing. And it, you look at something like Ethereum. Like if you would ask me a year ago, did it look like Ethereum was like functioning together as a team? No, it didn't. Does it look like this year and into the summer <laughs> they're, they're functioning as a team? 100%. It actually looks like they're doing better now that the whole COVID thing's happening. The fact that they're not doing so many uh, damn <laughs> Ethereum summits, like you're starting to see them actually focus. And and that's really what's probably been stopping them, right? It's them having to go to these conferences and talk about Ethereum and go back and start working and then stop and then start again. Because there was literally conferences every month. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these projects really moving at a, at, a, at a rapid pace now. So it's a good thing that everybody's staying at home and, and working, but uh, make no mistake, we are gonna see an off season here pretty soon. And once it eclipses 300 billy, and I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen until probably the end of July into August, we'll start seeing some, some, some alts rise. And at that point, you wanna make sure you're selling off on some of these, especially, especially the ones that you know that you were just in for a little while. Uh, there's some ones that I, that I have that I plan on holding until the next big, big run, <laughs> you know, uh, next year. And I'm hoping those become beautiful butterflies <laughs> that I can sell and go back to Bitcoin and be a happy camper. But, uh, you know, that's going to take some time. And so you just got to just got to be careful out there, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful. OK, I think that's all I got for this episode. I hope you learned something. If you didn't learn anything, I'm sorry. Maybe um, listen to my other podcasts. If you want to check those out, thrillerx.com, all our past episodes are there, or subscribe, thrillercrypto.substack.com. Uh, I think it's like seven bucks, six or seven. Yeah, seven. I think it's seven dollars. You can pay in crypto now, by the way. I wouldn't recommend it, but if you want to pay me in Bitcoin, uh, feel free to. Um, but definitely don't recommend that. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> um, and oh, I should say, you, you do get 20% off. Uh, if you do purchase with Bitcoin, that's the least I can do for you. All right. Uh, and we release uh, episodes every every week. And so I want to I want to end this show in a proper way, because I feel like, you know, one of the things I try to do here is provide some type of um, just energy and, 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 and realize that what we're doing here with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is literally trying to save the world. I know people are like, get your head out of your ass car when you say that. But I, I picked up this podcast. I started this podcast for that reason. Uh, I think Bitcoin is so important right now in our society. I think there's so many people that are, you know, not understood or taken advantage of or just mistreated in so many ways that it's just not right. And the only way to stop a lot of this stuff is to make sure everything is on a level playing field. And the only way you can do that is with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. The only way you can bring total harmony into the world is if you can transact with the world and everybody 
has the opportunity to make a better life for themselves. And you can't do that when you put jurisdictions and borders and, and all sorts of all sorts of stuff in a way, right? So when you're out there this weekend and you're protesting or you're talking to your family and you're making that chance to try to change your mind on a lot of different subjects in the world right now, realize that um, Bitcoin has that opportunity to change the world. And I really firmly believe that it can at some point. And just remember that it's for the next generation that we're doing this for, right? We just got to keep that in mind. You, you can be me. And I, I'll drink all the time. Cause we're lovers. That is the fact. Yes, we're lovers. That is the We'll keep us together We can beat them Forever and ever Yeah, we can be heroes Just for one day What you say, I say
I've felt that.